there. How are you? And welcome along to episode 27 of the Beauty Business Podcast. We are well underway with season three now. Three episodes in to be exact. And we're coming off the back of two incredibly practical and focused business building episodes. I go as far as to call them mini masterclasses myself on the topics of selling more retail in your business and then how to use Facebook ads and a small amount of money to bring in a constant flow of new clients to your business. Well, this week, we're coming a little bit more out of left field on you, I'm not going to lie. But before I tell you more, I should really introduce myself, shouldn't I? So if you found this show on iTunes, on Facebook, on Stitcher, on Instagram, or even the old-fashioned way one of your friends told you about it, then this is the show for the health and beauty industry, particularly you independents out there. Now, I'm here to connect you to the people, the tools, the tips, and advice to help get your beauty business by that, I'm including spas, beauty salons, clinics, home-based therapists, solo estheticians, mobile therapists. I'm here to get you to where you want to be with your business as quickly and as painlessly as possible. If this is your first time here, then welcome along. My name is Adam Chatterley, and I'm your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast. And like I say, I'm on a mission to help the smaller, independent businesses in the health, wellness, and beauty industry to reach their business goals through simple, practical, and focused business information. We're really all about the the foundations here of building an incredible, rewarding, profitable, but above all, stress-free beauty business. Because who wants to be kept awake at night worrying about your business, right? Back to today's episode. Now, I don't think it's a secret that I'm a numbers guy. Bit of a maths geek, and I like nothing more than a whole bunch of provable evidence wrapped up in a spreadsheet to base business decisions on. But I know that not everyone is like me. Indeed, I'm probably in the minority in this industry when it comes to my love of data, numbers, software, systems, and all those kind of things. I'm also the first person to be a little bit skeptical when people start talking about things like the law of attraction, manifestation, and all those kind of things a little bit more out there and, you know, a bit woo-woo. I mean, if you really want to set me off, then tell me when to see a psychic for business advice and just watch me disappear on a rant for hours. However, recently, I made some new connections, I've made some new business friends, and I've tried some new things, as we all should now and then. And I started to see some results from this, not quite so science-based stuff that even I can't really ignore. But don't worry, I'm not going to start quoting the secret to you or going on about the vortex or anything, but I did want to explore kind of an alternative way to plan for your business and really for your life as well. You see, I wanted to help you to look at a way to plan your next six months, your next year, your next three or five years without resorting to spreadsheets and formulas and documents and technology and all those kind of things. So to help me with this, on today's show, I'm joined by Melanie Bundock. Now, some of you may have heard of Melanie. In fact, I noticed in some research that I was doing that quite a lot of my own beauty business hackers Facebook group members are also members of Melanie's Vision Board Facebook group, which is kind of where the idea for today's episode came from. Now, for those of you who don't know Melanie, well, we'll explain a lot more as we get talking. But needless to say that she's proven that they work time and time again. In fact, she's even helped me to unravel a particular goal that I've been working on for about three months now, right before we recorded this episode, and it took her all of about five minutes. You intrigued? 
Well, you kind of should be. But let's get down into it, okay? So this episode is a great listen. And unlike the last couple of episodes, this is more of a sit back and relax type of episode. It's designed to inspire you rather than directly educate you. So grab a drink, relax, leave the notebook alone for this one and enjoy. So welcome to the show, Melanie Bundock. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Okay, so some of my audience will definitely know who you are, and I know that. I obviously know who you are and what it is you do, but for anyone listening who's not heard of you and doesn't really know what you do, could you give a, give us a bit of a history into how you became such a big proponent of using vision boards and, and let's face it, an expert on that subject? <laughs> um, okay, so um, I call myself a life and mindset coach. And it's um, my tagline, my business name is I help people to tap into their big vision. And so, and I use a variety of tools. My, the main ones I use are power of visualization and vision boards. So we can talk about the difference between those where some people absolutely love vision boards, you know, take to them immediately. But some people aren't so sure about vision boards, but it's actually the art of visualization, which is the important thing. Um, I also work very closely with um, the law of attraction, which some people may or may not have heard of. You know, if you've read The Secret, I think that's how most people kind of get into it. Law of attraction. And then the final thing, which is my kind of secret source, it's a thing called tapping, but um, probably won't go to that too much today. But so it's the metaphor there. We tap into our big vision using um, this thing that I believe is already within us anyway. We all have a big vision, but most of us have it buried so deep that we have trouble accessing it and um but then this thing I use is called tapping where we actually literally physically tap into it so it's something called EFT so yeah excellent now you mentioned visualization and and manifesting there and I'm sure we're going to touch upon this more as we talk but I have to ask you to share the story you know it's one of my favorite stories and it's so powerful because it happened to you so if you wouldn't mind going through that story and sharing that with with my listeners okay if we, we just kind of rewind slightly we're going back kind of 10 years or so now where um I had just had my given birth to my daughter my second child and I already had a toddler at home so um at the time, I had a two and a half year old and a newborn baby, and um, my maternity leave was coming to an end. And all I could think of was, I don't want to go back to my corporate job. How can I stay at home and be with my children? Now, I'd already kind of, I was training to be um, a reflexologist and um, a Reiki practitioner, so I was already kind of, I'd already laid some foundations as to kind of like, okay, I will kind of start this little kind of stay at home I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mum nothing wrong being a stay-at-home mum at all but I knew I needed something to kind of keep me occupied as well and to, um, to earn, an, earn, an, earn an income <laughs> which helps um, so that was my thing but I was in this position where I was still employed and I um, was facing going back to work I'd already put the steps in place to learn this kind of new skill and but really what I wanted was to fully immerse myself into my own business. Um, but obviously, as these things happen, I had the security of my full-time job. And I didn't really feel brave enough to just hand in my resignation or anything like that. So my big vision at the time, and the thing is, your big vision can change as time goes by. Um, Ten years ago, my vision was to be a full-time mother 
I wanted to be the one to take my children to school, pick them up. I wanted to be there for all. I just wanted to be there for their early years. You know, um, that was my big vision. And and in order for that to happen, I thought, you know, I just need a cash injection to get this um, business up and running, you know, build a website all that kind of stuff. And the figure I had in my mind was £20,000. I thought, you know, £20,000 would just be the perfect amount of money. So um, I'd read The Secret at that time. And, you know, there were people in my circles at the time were beginning to talk about this thing called manifesting. And again, it was kind of just no attachment to it. I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice if I could just manifest £20,000 into my life? That would be the perfect figure. So there's two things that happened here. I'd already kind of told the universe, okay, I know it's sounding a bit wacky here, the universe, the big you, whoever, um, that I want to be a full-time mother. I don't want to be working in the corporate world anymore. So that wish was granted by being made redundant. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yay. So that was like, and I kind of had to conceal my glee from my boss when he was really quite upset with, I'm so sorry, Mel, you know, this is happening. And I'm just like... (laughs) <laughs> okay it's fine um but and I actually got a great redundancy payoff so that was fantastic and um but also I'd already at this time thinking how can I just acquire a chunk of money into my life you know what can I do so obviously I thought you know I'll go on a game show <laughs> as you do as you do <laughs> um and I'm gonna kind of rewind again slightly so while I was in my corporate career or when I, cause I did actually have to go back to work for a few months. Right. Um, I drove past Elstree studios, um, which is where who wants to be a millionaire was filmed. And okay. I drive past every day and I'm a Pisces. So I'm a natural daydreamer, straight visualizer. Anyway, it's a, something I've been doing since a child. It just comes very naturally to me. And I would just daydream about, being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I drive past the studios and I imagine being sat in front of Chris Tarrant, going up the money tree and um, and actually feeling nervous, excited in my daydream. Um, I really got <laughs> caught into this daydream. You were really in there. <laughs> really in there. And what I didn't realise I was doing already was I was naturally visualising. Mm-hmm. Um, some people would call it daydream, but I was, but it was day after day. In the meantime, I'd sent out this thing to the universe saying, I just want to stay at home, be with my children. I would really like £20,000 to get going with my business. And and, and it's funny because there was a Tesco's next door, so very often I used to go there during my lunch break, and there was a massive poster for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire because it was at the side of the studios. This is where it was filmed. And so it was always there. I had a constant – so that was my vision board. I'd drive past it and I'd see Chris Tarrant, this giant poster in the Tesco car park every day. And then I kind of thought, okay, why not? Because I loved watching, I, I've, I love watching a game show. Not so much now, but back then I always you know, love random quiz shows. Um, quite good at a pub quiz. If you need someone on your team, <laughs> there you go. I'm your cool, girl. <laughs> um, I know lots of random things. And at that time, I remember when the show first came out, you had to ring a number to apply to be a contestant. I'd ring, never got on, didn't happen. So I was at work and I was Googling. Oh, I think it was Googling those days, like to Google around 10 years ago. Yeah, it must have been. Anyway, so I think I just like, you know, how do you apply to be a contestant who wants to be a millionaire? And I noticed I had some auditions coming up. So I applied to um, go for an audition. 
um, I remember it was, I had to go to Manchester and the weather was horrendous. I really, you know, put a lot of kind of effort into doing this. <laughs> it wasn't a case of just, you know, I did take a lot of action as well, which we're going to, I'll come to this in a bit because it's quite important to take action. I schlepped up to Manchester on a train to go for this audition um, in the snow. And um, anyway, I told them my story. They had a little bit of an interview. I got a phone call the following day to say, um, you know, we're through. We'd love to have you on. You know, here's the date. Come to Elstree Studios. So, and they were even like, you know, we'll pay for um, travel and um, and anything if you need accommodation. I said, I literally live ten minutes away. It's fine. I can get myself there. Um, so I went there, and I um, and and so anyway, I kind of thought, well, you still got to get through that fastest finger first bit. I've only got a one in ten chance of being on, but I felt so much closer. I was so excited. Anyway, we got there and they said, we've totally reformatted the show. Um, we've scrapped Fastest Finger first. Um, this is now why we've done auditions, because we want to select people who, you know, we like their story. And I told them, I've just been made redundant. I want yeah. to be with my children. So they said, we love your story. Um, and they said, you're going to be a contestant on today. There's no Fastest wow. Finger first. You are going to be in the hot seat. So I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, so they were filming five episodes or something that day, back to back. And I was going to be on the show and got on the show and I won £20,000. So £20,000, exactly the exactly, amount of money that you wanted. Exactly the amount of money. And, and for as long I didn't tell anyone, I didn't even tell um, my husband at the time that I had <laughs> written this, um, I'd written this note to the universe to say, universe, I would really love £20,000 coming to my life from whatever source you want to give to me. I didn't tell him because it just... Even he would have thought it was a bit nuts. So, um, <laughs> and I certainly didn't tell, apart from my very small kind of circle of people who were talking about the secret. And I said, oh, my God. So I kind of got this nickname as being a master manifester, even this was 10 years ago. And, yeah, so that's how it developed, really. I then went, in, I went into my therapy business. Um, I, so I just continued with that. And but in the meantime, just becoming really more and more interested, more fascinated and just trying to manifest more and more things into my life using the very same process. Um, so, yeah, so that's how I got started into it. I love that story. I don't think I'll ever get tired of hearing that story. I just love it so much. <laughs> now, I have to say before we kind of before we're going to get into the topic today, I have to sort of also say that I've personally been a uh, I've benefited from your connection with the universe and your ability to to manifest and I have to tell this story this is this is kind of how Mel and I got to know each other we um we both have a, the same business coach we both joined a, a course and have the same business coach who's uh, a chap that's based over in uh, Los Angeles and uh we were part of this course and I actually met Mel for the first time it was around about um, May last year and we had a little a UK meetup of, of people that were following this particular course so I met Mel for the first time and and you know, we we sort of said hello and got on and everything and then uh, we started going through this course and we were connected on on Facebook and, and the usual kind of thing now as part of this course there was a, a big get together of everyone who was who was taking part in this course and and following the um, the teachings of it and but it was in Los Angeles in Laguna Beach now I'd 
would have loved to have gone absolutely all the time. I was, I was kind of thinking, wouldn't this be great? But there were two things very, very much stopping me. I'd, I'd recently had a, a small son and I didn't want to go away for a week all the way to Los Angeles on my own um, and, and leave my wife alone at home with my three-year-old and, and also my one-year-old at the time. Uh, and equally, this course was, it's very much around what I do now it's uh, around creating online courses helping people and, and all that kind of thing and and because at the time even a few weeks before the the event took place I hadn't reached this goal in my mind that I'd set myself which was to create a course that that people actually found useful were willing to invest time and, and money in and, and things like that so even a few weeks before the event was happening and people within our little circle of, of friends were sort of encouraging me to go I was like no I, I don't I don't feel I've earned it and and I don't want to leave my wife and and at home for a week to look after all the kids and then suddenly very unlike me I just decided that do you know what I'm I'm going to put this course out. I've created this course. I really know it can help people in my industry. And if anyone who follows me will know the course, will have taken part in some of the workshops. Um, so I, I just put it out there and immediately 12 people, 12 amazing people trusted me, came on board and, and joined. And so with like three weeks to go to this event in Laguna Beach in, in Los Angeles in California, I'd suddenly reached this psychological goal in my mind. And I was like, well, may, maybe I should go to this event, but oh no, it'll be it'll be so expensive to get a hotel now. It's so soon. Flights will be really expensive, and I didn't even put anything out there in as as you would say into the universe to say, "Oh, I'd love to go." Is there a way? But suddenly, in the Facebook group, Melanie puts this <laughs> message up saying, "Well, I'm going to this event, and I bought myself some flight tickets and plane tickets um, that are on this day and this day, and but my friend." has basically, who works for Virgin, has uh, given me access to her, uh, what was it, some sort of priority scheme yeah, or something? It's, um, yeah, so I can, basically I could get a different, it was a more convenient airport and um, I could just get a flight, you know, with my friend so she can, so basically I'm just, it's just kind of one of the perks that I can get a ticket with through her. And it was just more convenient. Um, I think it worked out a bit cheaper for me. Just way more convenient for stuff. So I thought, but I need to, I can't really have two plane tickets. So I then said, would anyone like to buy this other ticket I bought? I think I even discounted it a bit. Um, you did. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I thought, you know, it's going to be a bargain for somebody. Just take this ticket off my hands. So then I can buy this other ticket. And um, and yeah. Yeah. But this was only a couple of weeks before the event. So who who, who else was going to be like suddenly be able to drop everything? Then another guy in the group accidentally had booked a hotel room that was a double. And he was like, oh, I've accidentally booked this room if anyone wants, you know, some some reasonably priced accommodation. So that was two things. And and suddenly I was like, well, this is clearly the universe telling me I should go to this event because here someone's got a plane ticket that's a brilliant price. <laughs> Over here, I've got accommodation out of nowhere. <laughs> so with a couple of weeks to go, my amazing wife said, yes, you absolutely have to go. So so she was absolutely cool with it. And, and I went and I was at this event, which has just absolutely, you know, changed my business. And I got to meet Mel again. So <laughs> so yeah, I've, I've been very much myself a, a benefiter of, uh, of Mel's connection with the universe and, and ability to manifest things so so just a bunch of great stories around around how I know Mel so uh, I'm <laughs> I'm so glad to have you on on the uh, podcast today so let's actually get into what we're here to talk about today um so the topic at hand we're talking about uh uh, visualization, uh, definitely around the subject of vision boards, which again, a another connection we have, I realized that a lot of the people, and if you are a member of my Facebook group, uh, as well as a listener to the podcast, 
um, Melanie put on a um, a workshop at the beginning of the year, and I suddenly realised there was a lot of people that were in your Facebook group that happened to be in mine, which is one of the reasons I, I wanted you on the show today. So let's get started. Can you explain for anyone who really doesn't know? Can you explain what vision boards are? Okay. So vision. Okay, let's let's talk about visualisation very briefly now. Okay. Anything that's ever been created, um, ever in the history of time, it started off life in someone's imagination, um, in their vision. So, you know, I'm just looking to the microphone now you're talking at (laughs) somebody sat on a drawing board and designed that it was a vision. And the idea is that if you want something, you can have it. (laughs) Right. So it's very, very simple. If you want something, you can have it, but there are steps to take place it's not a simple okay so many people if you've read the secret um um have you read the secret adam i i personally haven't okay. I, i've listened to a lot of law of attraction and i i myself i think i have this kind of 60 percent kind of I, I get so far with things like yeah. the law of attraction and stuff and and i'm sort of with it to a certain degree and then suddenly it kind of flips and i'm like okay okay yeah, you've, you've gone a bit woo woo for me. no so if people have read the secret the first time i think if you look on amazon i think the last time i looked i think it's got only kind of three star reviews on it because i think some people love it and just like are willing to dive in head first other people read it and think really and just toss it <laughs> over their shoulders um it really is that it does polarize um the the audience because what it tells you in the secret or you can even watch it as a documentary i think it's still on netflix um it's telling you you know be really positive focus on what you want and it will happen you know visualize a ferrari and then in the film it's like on the next day it's on your driveway it's like yeah yeah not quite like that <laughs> it doesn't work like that it doesn't work <laughs> like that so but i do believe that if you want something enough and this has got this is the secret really when you get clear on what you want and the desire is strong enough you will make it happen but here's the thing you've got to believe that it's going to happen and this is where most people go wrong because they just don't believe it's possible and um so i love this quote by henry ford you know i refer to him quite a bit and um, he one of his quotes is like you know whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. Something like that. I might have got the words like it's, exa- it's exactly that. No, it's yeah. exactly that. Whether you can or whether you can't, you're right. And um, and it's really that simple. Um, so the whole visualization thing comes from this is kind of the next bit of the secret. So once you've focused on what it is you want, you've then got to start to become getting a little bit obsessed with it. Like just like who wants to be a millionaire? For me. That seemed to be the, my path to freedom. And it was what say, it was only £20,000. It wasn't like it was millions. A lot of people said to me afterwards, well, Mel, why didn't you focus on a million? Or why didn't... Because I guess for me, £20,000 was a believable windfall that could come into my life. I probably... I limited it, definitely, um, because I didn't think... I, and certainly the night before I went on the show, I tried to change it. I thought, right, that's it. I'm visualizing. I tried to. <laughs> I want to hit, hit the million. 100,000 at least. I changed it to 100,000. <laughs> I thought, that's it. I'm focusing on 100,000, 100,000. But I think actually deep down, really, my I primed myself so much to kind of 20,000 pounds my figure. That was um, that was a believable amount of money that I think I, that could have just landed in my lap, could have fallen into my life. But 
Now, yes, I would set my sights higher than that, not necessarily through a game show, because now I guess there is that block there. Well, I've done one game show. Can I really go on another game show? I think for me, I've now got to change tactics. So, um, so it's about how much you want something and how believable it is. But then it's visualizing. Now, I didn't make a vision board to go and who wants to be a millionaire, but the vision was in driving past the studio every day, reminding myself it was in my imagination and it was seeing that poster every day outside of Tesco's. That was my vision board. So um, if we kind of bring it back to your audience, um, you know, salon owners, um, the vision could be, do you know what? I want to be the number one salon um, within a 50 mile radius where I am. You could start off with that as a small vision you could then possibly say, do you know, I want to be the number one salon, you know, in my county. You could, it depends on the believability. So I would say kind of start smaller. Some, you, know, you know, could I be the most booked up salon in my town? Um, yep. um, Six month waiting list, you know, yeah. taking on, you've got to apply to be a client kind of thing. Exactly. What do I, who do I want to attract? You know, maybe I want to attract a local celebrity. Maybe I want to attract, you know, some publicity maybe I want to be featured in the local press you know heck you know why would I want to be featured in the national press um then it just starts to think about you know what do I want to be known for what do I want my salon to be known for and then you can make a vision board around that okay perhaps you know setting some financial goals for your salon and then how does that relate to in your personal life once you've hit those goals what then do okay perhaps I might take the kids to Disney World or something um this is how a vision board would evolve. But I would kind of start to get focused on. So I've got, I want to become, so one of the things that I'm manifesting in my own life is I want to become a best-selling author. Um, I'm writing a book at the moment. I'm a little bit stalled at the moment, but I've, I've written my first draft. Um, but do you know what? And I know the reason behind that right now is not my number one desire. That's not my biggest thing. It's certainly in my next 18 month to two year goal plan that I want to be a published not just a published author author but a best-selling author so I've got little things on my vision board that um you know certain podcasts I want to be on um um I want to you know I want to be featured um in certain publications I want to be on this morning I want to be in the sofa with um Phil and Holly and telling them about vision boards and um so there are specific goals I've got around. I've made a vision board just around my author journey. I've even put the, the dress that I want to wear on my launch party, you know, being very specific about these things that I want. Um, so is that kind of the key? You kind of you have the, 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 the bigger goal, the thing that you want, the vision that you have. And then is it about really getting specific on, on exactly what that vision looks like? And is that kind of the, the key to creating the vision board? Yeah. So I, um, yes, I, I would always say be as focused as you can. And the thing is, people very often make a mistake when they come to vision boards is they suddenly want everything. You know, they're like, right, I want the, I want, <laughs> I want the, the Ferrari, I want the big house. Yeah, I want the, exactly. <laughs> the helicopter to fly me around everywhere. And swimming pool. Everybody seems to want a swimming pool for swimming pool for some reason. <laughs> um, but I think, come on, let's get a bit focused. So, if you are new to the law of attraction and you are new to this thing called manifesting, I would start small. What is something you really want right now? And, you know, I would even kind of, it's, it, it does become a whole mindset shift. It becomes, 
a way of life after a while because ultimately okay I would say there are three levels to the law of attraction number one is you're just a newcomer to it I would call it the nursery the kindergarten phase I'm a newbie to this what are small things I could manifest into my life and in the secret they talk about parking spaces and to this day parking spaces prime parking spaces a good run to work or school run or whatever things that you can manifest easily so if you're driving to Sainsbury's say and um or Target or wherever you shop um and you want to get a park so, so I would literally say thank you universe for the most amazing parking space um exactly where I want sometimes you know there's certain shopping malls on you go to I know there are particular spots I want to park in so I always give thanks in advance my perfect parking space and literally nine times out of ten I always get it that one time out of ten it's because you know I've forgotten or I've become you know some other something else has um taken my attention away and I've got less focus but I always get what I want even on you know the last shopping Saturday before Christmas you know that's when I've really got okay I will still get the parking space um so it's little things like that to get started and I thought you know I wouldn't say if you're brand new to this day okay I'm going to win the lottery on Saturday night you know I wouldn't necessarily go probably won't happen and you'll be disappointed then you won't exactly and you know so it's just building up to these things but the thing is I would get really focused on what you want. This is the most important thing. And because really, is the swimming pool what you really want right now? <laughs> is, a, you know, is it what you want? You've got to get kind of clear. Is So, you know, I, I've i needed a new car for a couple of years now. And I could have got one a couple of years ago, but it would have meant at the sacrifice at things I wanted more, like trips to California, like, um, no, seriously, like investing in my own personal development, like, you know, um, getting that course or working with that mentor that I really want to work with, that for me was a much, um, you know, something was way more important to me than the car. I've got a car. It gets me where I need to get to. Um, That Range Rover Discovery Sport is coming. It's on its way to me. But I, you know, it's not the most important thing in my life right now. Um, And I think this is where some people kind of, You've got to kind of think about, sometimes people focus on, you know, the short term, um, what's that word, you know, that instant gratification, I want this thing now, it's going to make me feel good, you know, the designer handbag or whatever. But actually, what's more important, what's going to have a longer term result for you? Um, For me, it's always self-investment, whether that's down to my own self-care and well-being, um, making sure the kids eat you know the best food you know we try to buy organic wherever possible try to cook from scratch and you know these for me are more important things than you know the material things and the things that so does that make sense yeah absolutely I guess with that the swimming pool kind of thing I guess I guess it's what comes with that isn't it people see well if I've got a swimming pool clearly I've got a lot of money I'm I'm doing well I'm successful I can pay all my bills you know the business has gone well so it's it's kind of the things behind that and I guess that's where you're getting to it's what are those things that kind of you see behind the scenes when you say I want a swimming pool you don't really want a swimming pool you're not going to go swimming every day and it's we live in the UK um <laughs> but um but it's, it's those things behind it. it's like okay well I must be successful by that point and what does that success look like maybe it's actually just okay I'm earning I'm earning more than enough money that I need each month so I'm comfortable and I don't have to worry about money maybe that's what they actually think 
what that's what they mean when they say I want a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, I get people to get really specific and really focused, and and sometimes people are like, do you know what? I, I don't actually know what I want. So, um, it's always kind of you know, it's usually what is the biggest thing that's causing you the most amount of grief? What's causing you the most amount of pain right now? What would um make you? What would alleviate that pain what would get rid of that that is the thing you need right now so um you know and even down to things like I don't have enough time okay maybe you need to hire a cleaner maybe you need some support in your business maybe you need um more people to delegate things to to free up your time this is kind of it's this is not very sexy or glamorous it's not you know Hollywood but it's really kind of getting focused on what you want. And it's it's taken me 10 years to kind of get to this kind of level of law of attraction. So I said there's three steps. First step is a nursery kindergarten level, which is when you start to just easily manifest parking spaces. Um, you're always hitting green lights. Your day goes well. It's being very intentional about, you know, what you want in the moment. Then I would say the next level of law of attraction is, again, like, the much bigger things like who wants to be a millionaire I would classify that um, I manifested a all expenses trip to Disney World with my kids um two years ago which another again that's that's another <laughs> great story my daughter made a vision board she was obsessed we bought a pair of shoes in Clark shoe shop and we won a trip to Florida Amazing. you know crazy but so I would say that's level two again it, it seems like quite a big step so I would say you're working your way up now the third level of the law of attraction which is a bit I'm still mastering is what is sort of life you want how does your life look it's when you start to create every aspect of your life and this is when it's all oh, got goosebumps now saying this um, it's when things just start to unfold and you kind of like think okay this is when you start going big really big um you start accessing um the big big vision so I'd say allow yourself to dream big you know nothing is off limits um, the only limits are the ones that were put on you, sadly, by other people during childhood and adolescence. You were told you're probably only going to earn a certain amount of money or you're probably told you, you know, very severe case, you're not going to amount to anything, you know, this, that and the other. And very often this becomes our reality. But actually, when you re realize that you have no limits, um, you can be, do or have literally anything you want um things start to happen doors open up you get introduced to people you know the right person shows up in your life at the right time who then opens the next door for you and then the next door and the next door um so this for me has been a 10-year study it's been a 10-year of deliberately um focusing on what do I want yes we get setbacks but I believe that these setbacks happen for a reason it's just a lesson um, to learn that's gonna take you to the next step this episode is being brought to you with the support today from cabbage.com so you know how sometimes when you're running a small business you need a bit of help now and then with a quick injection of funds well this requirement can come out of nowhere and if you're wondering where to get the funding needed to help you run a small business today then cabbage has the answer you see, Cabbage helps small business owners access simple and flexible funding right away without all those headaches that come with applying for a traditional loan. You can apply online or from your phone by securely linking your business information to get a quick and automatic decision. There's no waiting in line, 
No scanning documents, filling in complex forms, or tracking down financial statements that you put somewhere safe and now can't remember where that was. Cabbage gives you the flexibility to decide what's best for your business. And once you're approved, you choose when to use the funds and how much to take. What's more, you'll only ever pay for the funds that you actually use. And if you're wondering how big they are, well, Cabbage has supported over 130,000 small businesses with over $4 billion in funding already. And if you want to find out more, simply visit cabbage.com forward slash beauty business. There's no cost to apply or to set up your line of credit, so why not? And as a very special bonus, because you're a Beauty Business Podcast listener, when you qualify for funding, you'll get a $50 Visa card free that you can use anywhere on whatever you want. So that's cabbage with a K, K-A-B-B-A-G-E dot com forward slash beauty business. Your line of credit is subject to credit approval. See terms and conditions. All Cabbage business loans are issued by Celtic Bank, a Utah Chartered Institute bank and member of the FDIC. Now, back to today's episode. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of wish I could share the story. So another little story. Melanie literally today just helped me (laughs) achieve something that I've been trying to do for three months. And I can't actually tell you what it is because it has to do with a birthday present for my wife so I can't actually reveal what it is because this episode will come out before that and I'm not sure she listens to all of my episodes but she may um so I can't tell you what it is maybe I'll put it in the notes afterwards but um but yes it's 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 these things and obviously I had this interview today with Mel and she's helped me achieve this thing so I'll uh I'll tell you more about that at some point yeah so let's <laughs> let's let's move on let's not get myself in trouble there okay um so that's kind of the the idea of 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 the vision boards and that kind of thing you know what do you then do next what's what's the next step in this okay first step is getting clear on what you want that is the most important bit getting focused on what you want so you know as much as you really want to put that swimming pool on your vision board unless that is the thing you really really want then by all means put the swimming pool on try to get super focused you know even don't be distracted by mulberry handbags and um, jimmy choo shoes Try not to be distracted by those things. Um, you know, focus on, you know, one, two or maybe three things that you really want. But also the other thing I would focus on is a feeling that you want. So for me, um, in my life, the most important thing that I wanted a few years ago was freedom. That was kind of the key word on my vision board. So for me, freedom represented just being able to go where I wanted, when I wanted, um, I just wanted to feel free in my life. And um, so that was, you know, what would that feel like? What needs to happen in order for me to feel freedom? You know, a few things happen in my own you know, personal life. And that that was the thing that I really wanted, just freedom. And that was the most important, the most important thing to me at the time. So, so just think it think about that as well. What is the feeling that you're going after? And put that as a word as well. And, you know, think, you know, what things would make me feel that way? And that would help you kind of hone it all down a bit. It's 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 quite tricky without speaking people to one-to-one because sometimes people need this eking out of them because you will very often go back to the default, well, I can't see how it's going to happen. So then you park it and think, okay, come on, just allow yourself to sink into this possibility, you know, um, because this is when it, 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 it's a big wall of resistance you've got to push through sometimes. And this is what I do. I kind of just help kind of right okay come on let's just just push through a little bit more come on what would it look like what would it look like on the other side of this fear this block what it looked like on the other side of this whole 
thing that's telling you, I can't see how it's going to happen. What's on the other side of that? Okay, but what if it could happen? What if, what would it look like then? And 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 just this is when it starts to get exciting. But you've got to break through a pain barrier, a fear barrier, a um, a big giant. Well, this is a big obstacle. It's, it feels like an obstacle that you cannot push through. But in terms of your business and your salon, say if you did want to be the most successful salon in your county, you know. Um, or the or your area, whatever, and say, you know, if I just wanted to attract um, a certain amount of clients, celebrity clients, whatever, um, um, why not you? You could say, I can't. So this is the reframe, how I would rephrase that resistance. Rather than say, I can't see how that's going to happen, um, I, it's just not happening, I would reframe to, well, how can I make this happen? Yes. That's the key, isn't it? How can I make it happen? It's a whole different energy. It's a whole different, it's an open, expansive question. When you say, I can't see how it's going to happen, it's not possible. You've literally closed it all off. You've closed off all the all the possibilities. But as soon as you say, how can I make it happen? Doors open. Yes. I love that. I love that. I really do. Cool. So there's some amazing advice there. And this is a huge, huge topic that we're not going to, completely covering in one podcast episode so my goal here was really to kind of introduce people to this subject if they haven't been introduced to it before and for anyone who's kind of maybe come across it to to expand on that and, and to give them a bit more information but now I know you've got so much experience with this and around the subject of manifestation creating visions and and really the psychological and mental blocks that so many of us have and probably many of my listeners as well so have you got any kind of final words of wisdom for us Melanie before we kind of get things wrapped up um final words of wisdom um okay my this world was opened up to me when literally my reflexology tutor said to me you know anything is possible and um, you can have what you want there are no limits to this um she suggested to go to read the secret and and it's also she kind of gave me permission I think oh Okay, so maybe it's just a case of me, you know, that everyone has permission to go after whatever they want, um, regardless of how slim you think the chances are. And sometimes the slimmer, the, like this thing you can't share just right now, when you kind of think, <laughs> yeah, okay, the chance is quite small here, but yeah. But if I don't try, if you don't try, and if someone has done it before you, there is no reason why you can't do it as well. So Absolutely. I would say, try and put your fear aside, try put your doubts aside, and um, what have you got to lose? You know, seriously, what yes. have you got to lose? What is the what is the worst thing that could happen? Mm. What have you got and to take lose? action as well. You've then got to take yeah. action towards the goals and the vision. You know, I didn't. I could have just sat and said at Chris Tarrant every day, but I didn't. <laughs> I went and explored. There was an audition. Other people said, oh, my God, it's in Manchester. I'm not going all that way unless you live in Manchester. I'm not. I'm certainly not going out there in the snow. But it was – and I remember I had two small children to get looked after that day. And my mum my mom said, are you really going all the way to Manchester for an audition? I said, well, yes, because if I don't go, then I've literally closed all my chances here. And um, so sometimes it will take effort and persistence and hard work but if you want something if you want something enough you will make it happen yes that's really the key isn't it? it's not just going to happen for you but you will make it happen amazing now i'm sure people are going to want to learn 
more about this and also about you, Melanie. So what's the best place for people to find you online and get even more of your advice and ideas and support and just such positive encouragement? Um, well, Facebook is the place I hang out the most. Um, I have my own private Facebook group, which is called Tapping Into Your Big Vision. And I have a Facebook page as well, which is called Melanie Bundock EFT. EFT stands for Emotional Freedom Technique. So um, I, will you do show notes and link up? Yep, I'll put I'll put all of those on the show notes, uh, which you can find. If you're listening, you can find those at beautybusinesspodcast.com. They'll all be on there for you to find. Melanie, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. Really, really appreciate it. You're welcome. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Bye for now. There you go. Makes you think, right? And some brilliant stories too. Now, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And remember, all the links we mentioned in the show today can be found on the show notes page, which you can find at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 27. Also, just a quick reminder, we're going to be extending each show with a Facebook Live to carry on the conversation the following week. We're going to dive a little bit deeper and answer any questions that you have related to the episode or the topic at hand. I'm hoping Melanie is going to be able to join me on the Facebook Live so you can put your questions direct to Melanie herself. Now, if you want to take part in the Facebook Live, you need to come and join me on Facebook in the Beauty Business Hackers group. Just search for Beauty Business Hackers on Facebook or again, check out the show notes pages or the podcast episode description on your phone for all the links that you need. Thank you so much for listening along today. I know how busy you all are and how precious time can be. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show all the way through. Now, today's podcast review comes from an iTunes listener in Australia and it's very short and sweet. Confidently Skin says, these podcasts are fantastic. Great information to stay on track and grow your business. Love them. Thanks, Adam. Perfect. That's the show summed up right there. So thank you, Confidently Skin. See, more reviews and ratings coming in from all over the world. And it's, it kind of makes putting these episodes together so rewarding, knowing that they're really helping people with their businesses. So if you do find value in today's episode, then can I ask you a quick favor? please take about a minute to pop over to iTunes or wherever you're listening to the episode and leave a review for the show. It's easy peasy. You can do it from your phone, from your iPad or from your computer. And it really helps me to know that I'm delivering the information that you want and you find useful right now. Plus, it helps other beauty business owners to find the show and to learn how to build the health and beauty business that they dream of. And you never know, you might just get your review read out on a future episode. So, keep it clean. Now remember you can find all the links we mentioned in the show today at www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 27. So until the next episode, it's bye for me for now.